And welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, my friend, how are you? Good, thank you, Josh. Good. How are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Not too bad. I'm going to be joining a week off and then I have chaos for the next few months for work. Yeah. Going around to different locations in rural South Australia. Rural. Rural. Uh, including Barry, Mount Gambia, Victor Harbour and KI. So, oh, KI, that'll be all right. Yeah. I've got to be there for two weeks. Don't know what I'm going to do for two weeks. Don't know. Your job? <laughs> well, yeah, apart from that. <laughs> I mean, I might just go try and hang out with some penguins. There's going to be some good bars there. I think there's like two pubs from what I've been told. Oh, and, I have to, really? and I have to try and organise and find staff like jobs for the people that I'm training in these two pubs. It's just like, <laughs> couldn't you just do it yourselves? But no, that, that'll be my thing. What about yourself? Anything interesting coming up? Um, nom, 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 nom. No, long weekend's coming up. Mm, it is. It will, be, it will be happening when this whole, this episode comes out. Yep. Um, so we're going back to Mildura, see the fam. Yep. Um, apart from that, nothing really. Yeah. No, I'm glad to see that all these bands are coming back to Adelaide. Yeah. yeah there's a yeah. few popping up, mm-hmm. which is uh which is enjoyable. Yep. Uh yeah, what did you take me the other day? Butterfly effect? Uh, butterfly. That shouldn't be such a hard name to say, but butterfly effect. Yes, yeah, they're coming with uh Caligula's horse and Thornhill. I know um, Caligula's horse. I yep. haven't heard of Thornhill. Uh they're like a metal core. Oh, yeah. Modern metalcore. Cool, cool, cool. Kind of thing. Uh, obviously, Monolith is coming, which is the big carnival cog. Sleep makes waves and alt. I like to think that we had a personal uh, push yeah, in hit, getting that done. I hit that pretty hard when they first announced that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were harassing them to a certain degree yeah. to yeah. get that sorted. And whoever, whoever tagged Destroy All Lines in it, was Destroy All Lines bringing them? I yeah, think? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, whoever tagged them in it to complain <laughs> that they weren't coming to Adelaide, well done. Yeah, yeah. It, we we all collectively made this happen. I mean, it was just stupid for it not to happen. Yeah, it was. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And uh, where is it? It's Hindley. The new the the venue which hasn't opened yet, Hindley Musical, which is where the old HQ is. Or the, the, the new, new the new HQ, the new HQ, which is now old because it no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah, but they've, they've absolutely re- like they've gutted it and like it's now a, a music venue for live performances. That'll be an interesting place to check out. Yeah, so it's I think it's part owned by Live Nation. Okay. And I think Five Four Entertainment, which is an Adelaide promoter. Mm. They're the ones who do spin off festival. Oh yeah. They bought Gambino last time and yep. they've just announced their new one, which is Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, which is the heaps good. Heaps good. Is that heaps good or is that anyway, they're they're that as well. Yeah. They brought that. Well that's good. So um yeah, it should be interesting. Uh yeah. So I'm just some... pumped about that. Yeah, live music. 
Mm. Who would have thought? Um, right, today, doing something a little bit, I don't know, different-ish. Different-ish. We're, 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 silly. We're, yeah, silly. We're always spitballing ideas, just trying to come up with different things to appease you people um, and ourselves, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're like, oh, well, what if we do our favourite band from every letter of the alphabet? And then we're like, well, that might be a tad predictable for certain elements. Yeah. So we're doing a mix of that. And then if we couldn't or if we wanted to, if we wanted to more or less give a shout out to someone who is underrated or needs to be listened to more or mm-hmm. doesn't get the appreciation that it deserves, uh, we're going to mention those guys instead for yeah. that letter. Um, this was because I'm looking at my list and I've come to the realisation that I have probably a little bit more of a mainstream uh, listening habit. I listen to kind of artists that a lot of people have heard of, not so much underground stuff, um, which is, you know, a fault of mine, but trying to grow it. Is what it is. Um, listen to what you listen to. Exactly. So uh, I might, you know, I'm going to defer to you. Yeah. Because uh, I want to see where you go with to start it all. Um, and then that's going to kind of determine where I go with mine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to start? Starting with the letter A. All right. So sometimes it was hard to pick like a favorite band. So mine are kind of like bands I like and at least listen to regularly. Yeah. Slash underrated ones or ones who need a shout out. Yeah. This one might be a bit obvious because we've spoken about it before, but it, uh, it's Arcane Roots. Oh, yes. So we're going to start off with Arcane Roots. Uh, like I said, we've spoken about them before. Uh, you know, alternative rock, their old stuff is um, almost post-hardcore-y, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to say much about Arcane Roots because, you know, I've shouted them out a few <laughs> times. Um, but Melancholia Hymns is a brilliant album. Um, so I'd, I'd suggest starting there. Yeah. You know, I think that was them at their pinnacle. If you want their more post hardcore stuff, go back a bit. Um, but yeah, Arcane Roots, fantastic yeah. band. You gave me them as a, uh, thingy, didn't you? I did. As an album swap. I did. Yeah. I remember enjoying it. Yes. I gave you Melancholy. Him. Yes. Um, no, that's a good choice. Mm. Not quite, not Necessarily where I thought you were going to go. Okay. But, yes, I, uh, I don't know why, but I didn't necessarily think it – I thought maybe it would have gone with the obvious, like American Head Charge or something like that. But mm. I, yeah. I, I, having now uh, – hearing you say Arcane Reads, I'm like, oh, yeah, Simon fucking loves those guys. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And they're not very big or popular anywhere, really. Um, they got a bit of a name for themselves in – UK and across Europe. Yep. But um, I think they're criminally underrated. Yep. Um, yeah, that's interesting that you thought that. Yeah. I mean, my – I was also kind of like when I approached this, I was also like when it was originally we were like, oh, we'll just go with the favourite bands. I'm like, well, if I am have to pick one album, you know, or if I'm picking a band and I can only play one album from that letter or whatever like that, how where am I leaning? And that turned out to be really really difficult because I've there were quite a few bands that started with A that I enjoyed 
But I'm kind of going to go with um, Air, who I've mentioned before. Yeah. Um, the French electronic duo. Um, I don't think they get mentioned enough for producing some of the most beautiful music, uh, beautiful soundscape style music that just puts you, puts you at ease. Um, Moon Safari is an absolutely stunning album that, which is their third album. Um, and just the tracks that have come off that, you know, there's beautiful bass behind it, uh, wonderful keys and you can really get lost in it, which is quite a nice one. So yeah, Air's Moon Safari. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the same for Arcane Roots now that you've said it. Yeah, I should have picked it. I thought... <laughs> I thought you were going to do Auntie Donna to try and throw me <laughs> off. <laughs> no, look, I, I love Auntie Donna. But, like, actually probably the closest one that was behind it was probably going to be the Avalanches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do love the Avalanches. I love Avalanches. But Avalanche. I, I feel like Air doesn't get enough air time. No. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I will be here all episode. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> um, B. I'll continue on with B. Okay. Um, Confuse everyone. We're going back and forth. Okay. Um, you'd think I'd go with the beards. You'd be wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, again, going to go for people that I don't think, again, get enough love for what they did to create a genre, and that's Basement Jacks. Yeah. Cool. Um, Rooty, Kid Cash, Scars, some absolutely amazing albums, and one of the best live shows I've ever seen was Basement Jacks. Now, were there some illicit substances involved? Yes, but I'll tell you what, it was on my birthday and I was loving life. But still, outside of that, they have produced, again, some fucking amazing EDM tracks and kind of helped, I don't want to say bring it to the mainstream, but I could see the argument for that. But, yeah, they just do some awesome work. Yeah, they um they definitely... Did push it into the mainstream. Um, yeah, I've mentioned before I love Basement Jacks. They were essentially the first the first DJ I purposefully went and watched. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a DJ set. Fantastic. No arguments here. Yep. They're sick. Absolutely <laughs> sick. Yeah. So my B, I have gone for a an kind of unknown band. Mm-hmm. And I've gone for Birds in Row. Okay. Um, so I only discovered these guys this year. They're a post-hardcore band. They're French, but they're singing English. Um, okay. They they claim they sing in English to try and reach a wider audience. They're great. I'm digging what they're selling. Yep. Um, and, yeah, their new single, Water Wings, is fantastic. So check that out. I don't really have much to say about them because I've only just discovered them. Yep. But um, if you yeah. were if you were to say they are kind of like someone, if you're a fan of this, mm. you will like these guys. Do yeah, they? Have I don't know. I know like that them? they've supported uh, Converge, which will give you put you in their wheelhouse. But they're a bit more melodic than what Converge are. Converge okay. are more hardcore. <laughs> if you wanna? They're more yeah. Yep. But they, they've got the melodic elements in it. Um. Uh, but yeah, they're they're sick. Uh, Water Wings is cool. the new single. Check that out. C C. I have gone for clipping, clipping, clipping. So, uh, 
I've spoken about them before, so I won't say too much because they came second in my 2020 list of albums of the year. Oh, Christ, I can't remember back that far. Yeah, I know I made it in the <laughs> list. I was trying to think of what it came, but I'm pretty sure it came second. Go listen to it. Yeah. Um, they're an experimental noise rap. Um, like some of it's just distorted, just white static with high clicking and you think your speaker's broken. <laughs> um, yeah, they blew me away when I discovered them. Um, yeah, the bo- the... The album that made my second position in the 2020 list was Visions of Bodies Being Burned. Um, I'd check out Say the Name. I think that's a fantastic song. Um, yeah, if you want to hear me speak about them in length, go check out that that episode. But, um, yeah, if you like a lot of noise and experimental rap, check out Clipping. Excellent. Cool. Uh, see for me. Um, someone who we kind of haven't mentioned, but they were kind of a formula of part of my early twenties, children of Bodom. Ah, yeah. So some people would class it as extreme melodic death metal. Mm. It's weird to say that, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not wrong though, I guess. No. Um, some of the best, like sounding shred guitar work I've ever heard. Now, I dare say Children of Bodom are no longer with us, seeing as the lead singer passed away last year. Um, I haven't heard if they're going to continue on, but I assume it's very much like a Foo Fighters um, thing where, you know, you lose an integral part, especially, you know, a lead singer. That's, uh, That's kind of a bit of a nail in the coffin for a few things, but... Hey Crew Death Roll was a fucking amazing album that uh, particularly myself and Jim tore through a fair amount. Uh, when we went to Europe um, and went to Vakken in 2006, uh, they were there. Uh, Jim caught a drumstick from them. Um, it's just a, been a big part of my early 20s and occasionally when it come on, I'm just like, fuck yeah, this just makes me want to rock out. Um, so yeah, definitely worth checking out if you enjoy good, yeah, extreme Finnish death metal. <laughs> um, D, 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 where, what did I have for D? D, I'm going to lean into the obvious on this occasion. Um, you're probably thinking I'm going to go dead mouse, but I'm actually going to go Deftones. Ooh. Like, don't get me wrong. I love dead mouse. But Deftone shits all over. Well, in your opinion, and that's okay. Um, Deftones just have consistently, for however many years now, just put out decades incredible albums, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it kind of gets, you know, appreciated enough how consistently good their albums are. Even Oms, the most recent one, was still like. Yeah, this is this is still a fucking banger. I know that I know it's obvious. We've talked about our love of Deftones. So again, I just want to quickly shout out and say, yeah, Deftones are fucking sick. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they were my D for a while. Do you, what's your favorite Deftones album? Uh, I mean, I like. <laughs> I do like White Pony. Yeah, it's, it's hard to beat. Um, I really like. 
uh, diamondize. Yeah. Um, I think the more I listen to it, it's diamondize for me. Yeah. See, it was it was weird because I, I kind of because Deftones had a period there where they were like not cool. So it's like after mm. White Pony and that when new metal started to die. Yeah. People kind of. I, I'm maybe not not cool's not the right way, but like they didn't get as much. They did, people just forgot about them for a little bit. Yeah, and then when Diamond Eyes came out, it was just like, oh fuck, Deftones are sick, and then they've been like sick ever since. Yeah, not saying that um they they had a bad period because they definitely didn't, but they just weren't they weren't in like. They weren't everyone's taste. Yeah. Like everyone's taste changed in that period and they didn't want that for a little bit. But, um, I mean, Diamond Eyes is incredible. It's fucking heavy as fuck. Um, I think that's kind of one of the things I love about it is just how, like, that first riff um, in, I'm just trying to remember it, in Diamond Eyes when that first starts, mm. the, the dirty, filthy sound behind it, you're like, oh, okay. This, yeah. is, this is good. This is different. Yeah. Yeah. Instant stank face. <laughs> uh, so that was my D. Where is your D? Actually, oh, quickly, I was surprised you didn't choose COG for C. I'm trying not to give them a platform. Good job. <laughs> good job. Even though we're going to go see them. We're Even giving them our money, but we're not going to yeah, give them a platform. I know. That was a tough decision. <laughs> <sighs> it's such a good band, unfortunately. Anyway. D, uh, like I said, I had Deftones for a while. Yeah. And then it changed to Dredge. And then yeah. I was like, Let, let's just, just fucking do something different. So I've gone for Daniel Merriweather. Not the Daniel I thought you were going to say, but okay. <laughs> Daniel Merriweather. Uh, he's an Australian R&B neo soul singer. Um, he's only released one album and it was back in 2009. Um, it was produced by Mark Ronson. Of like Amy Winehouse fame and Mark Ronson fame. <laughs> um, it's just a really good like neo soul R and B album. Um, it has that Mark Ronson sound. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of wind instruments. Um, it's got that kind of um, Motown drum drumming going on. Yeah. Um, he has an incredible voice, an absolutely incredible voice. Um, yeah, I'd check out the songs Impossible and well, what else is there? Red or mm-hmm. Change. I mean, there's one album. <laughs> just listen to the album. It's yeah. a fantastic album. Just puts me in a good mood. So, yeah, Daniel, Daniel Merriweather. Excellent. Excellent. E. Excellent. Excellent. E. I, this one's an obvious one. Every time I die. Yeah. 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 Had to be every time I die. Yep. I'm not going to speak about them too much because sp- they'll pop up in like two episodes <laughs> times probably. Um, but yeah, um, just a couple of, oh, just a song. I was, I'm just going to throw out just a, a random song. Uh, Map Change off of uh, Low Teens. Fantastic song. So if you kind of want to check them out, check that out. I mean, mm-hmm. you can check out the singles as well. Everything's great. They're a great band. <laughs> Just close your eyes, hit play. All Fantastic right. band. Good. What have you gone for E? I kind of went again for an obvious one. Mm. Who, have I, who have I been thrashing lately? 
Ah, oh, electric cowboy. Ah, yeah. Okay. Good call. Good call. Okay. Formerly, call. formerly Eskimo it. callboy. Yeah. Now it's an electric callboy. Um, it, 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 just ignore the rest of the podcast. Just go listen to them. Um, <laughs> Pause the podcast, listen to them, and then come back. Or finish the podcast, then go listen to them. Um, we want them plays, baby. Uh, electric callboy just fucking great. And they're fun. I like fun music. Um, and... You know, the fact that I can now play we got the moves on guitar or I've learnt the majority of it, just got to get the timing right, it makes it even more fun. Um, but, yeah, that just – and it's all – when I hear it, like I kind of think of what you kind of say about Bring Me the Horizon, how sometimes you think they're a bit too um, perfect in when they end their, end their note structures which is not Electric Callboy. To me, I think they're the opposite. They kind of just let things flow through their songs. I think that helps them. It kind of creates this bit more of a uh, um, organic sound to it. I mean, yeah, it's metal and thrashy and fun, but it just kind of works. Speaking of fun music, F. F. Friends will rom. <laughs> I don't think Friends of Rom gets enough credit for what they did for the Australian music scene. Yeah. And I think that's why we need to appreciate them more because they are fucking pioneers and also just mad lads. Yeah. No, there's no. Yeah. We, we always talk about our love for Friends of Yeah. Um, Sam Susie is an amazing album. You have no arguments from me. Yeah. I hope they tour until they all die. I don't want them to stop. You know how some bands you get to a point where you're just like, okay, let's just yeah. call it quits. Well, I mean, John Farnham's still going. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind if you stop recording and then just tour. tour. That doesn't bother me. But if you're like recording full albums and then not playing anything off of them and still playing your old shit. Yeah. Don't do that. But like, that's what it gets the crowds in. Yeah, I can understand why they play it. That's mm. why I'm saying just don't be like that. Don't be, yeah, just go. I'm just either a touring artist, if they can still do it, obviously. John Farn can still sing. Yeah. So let him go. He's having fun. But if you can't sing, like I mean that and like Motley Crew, Vince <laughs> what's his name? Neil Vince. Vince Neil. Same he, thing. Oh, with two first names. Well, did you see that uh, Kiss have said that they've stopped touring now? Well, they're meant to be coming to Adelaide in November. Well, I guess I think it's like be... their last. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do it anymore, then stop. Yeah. Friends are wrong. I don't want them to stop. No. They, they. To be I'll, fair, Jay doesn't have to worry about like his vocal cords too much. No, especially when you have you know, one of dinosaurs become extinct. It's because they extinct. It's because they learned how to suck their own cock. I think you know he doesn't really have to worry too much about that. I still remember seeing them. I was a quick sidebar. Still remember seeing them at um no sleep till at the entertainment center, and them. Oh, that was the one with. Parkway Drive and stuff. Parkway Drive, Gua, um, <laughs> Megadeth. Them, them and Gua would have got on that, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. And like, but like the, him, like they do like five, six songs and they're all short songs. And then like Jay looking over and going, how much longer we got? 10 minutes. Oh, fuck. We don't have that many songs. <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> oh, look, oh, we're a stadium band. We're <laughs> they're, they're, um, like Mike Vinat, the singer from Ocean Size, yeah. I want him to write a, a book because every now and then he just drops a story from when they were touring and yeah. it's incredible. And the amount I've heard come from um, 
Jay or um, Lindsay, yeah. you're just like, just please release like either a full-length documentary that yeah. goes for about eight hours or <laughs> a fucking book. Like, Imagine if they did like a Last Dance version of uh, a Friends of Rom thing. I'd be happy for it. I would totally watch that. I'd be on for it. I would make – I would personally get that doco to number one on Netflix. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, F. Did you do your F? I haven't done my F. What is your F? My F is fucking obvious. It's Fatboy Slim. You know what? I was contemplating Fatboy Slim. Yeah. I went the fat boy. Yeah. Um, spoke about him recently on our EDM overview. Mm-hmm. Spoke about him a bit in there. So once again, won't won't say too much. Um, absolute legend, popular popularized. <laughs> the <laughs> popularized. <laughs> uh, big beat. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't know what who Fat Boy Slim is, you you don't know no, what don't know EDM. You don't know anything. Yeah, um, the grandfather of it all for a yeah, lot of it. Yeah, just random song, gangster tripping. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, love it. I mean, I, I even I enjoy his one of his newer tracks, uh, "Eat, Sleeve, Rave, Repeat." Yep. You know, it's super, kind of almost monotonous, but it works so yeah. well. Yeah, he's just Norman Cook is a god. Yep. Cool. H. G. G. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going. That's not going to edit it out. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if it did. <laughs> Uh, might be a bit of an obvious one because I've said that I've been listening to him a fair bit, and that's Glassjaw. Oh, yep. Uh, stopping post hardcore band at this point, uh, should be considered legends, I believe, are considered legends by people in the post hardcore scene. Um, what's there to say about him? They're just fucking phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah, I wish they would come to Australia. <laughs> Um, I know they have trouble tr- trouble touring. Yeah, uh, because their singer um, Daryl Palumbo has Crohn's disease, and so he struggles to be out on the road for long periods of time. I believe. Yeah. But um, absolutely fantastic band. Um, couple songs you can check out is Gold um, or Tip Your Bartender. <laughs> Great, great songs. Yeah. You can kind of just once again close your eyes, click on one, and just go for it. You're not going to get a bad song. Yeah. So yeah, Glaster. If you if you're not hip to them, get hip. Okay. Okay. <laughs> old, or else, <laughs> old man lingo coming out. I'm down with the jaws. Hip to be square. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, right. H. No G. Um. Groove Amada. Oh, yeah. I was at work. Nice. I was at work the other day and um uh my friend came no at, at the river came on. Cause I have, when I'm at work, I'm in the bottle shop and I just queue up my playlist on the work computer. I bought little cheap USB speakers and plug them in so I can actually listen to the music. And at the river came on, and I'm just like, man. This is so fucking funky. It is soulful. Like the sax starts playing and it's just like, man, these guys did a brilliant work. And then like, so they released like a couple of uh, albums, like the most popular ones of Vertigo and Goodbye Country. Um, but then like 2010, they released Black uh, Blacklight, 
And it was like almost a completely different sound to them. It was a little bit more poppy instead of like uh, soundscapey. And I'll tell you what, it, it worked for them. Mm. Like they took it into kind of a different le- uh, a different style and it just kind of made me fall back in love with them a little bit. And, yeah, I just seriously think they need to get some, especially Vertigo and uh, Goodbye Country, uh, Hello Nightclub. I think those two albums are just incredible albums that don't get nearly, as, uh, nearly enough uh, playtime. Right. H. I can now finally Are you say. Sure? Are you sure? Could be. I could be. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Been wrong many times. Um, uh, Hadaway, what is love? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> what a song, though. It's a great it's a song. It's a fucking rager. I what love is what is love. love. Baby, oh. don't hurt me. When I first watched The Night at Roxbury, I, that's all I wanted to. I just wanted to be them. I've never seen Night at Roxbury. Are you fucking serious? Yes. What? Why would I lie about that? I'm n- I don't watch movies. Oh yeah, I mean, neither, but surely you did when you were a teenager. No. Oh, not at Roxbury. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what I did see recently was the Bob's Burgers movie, and that was fucking sick. Did it have what is love in it? No, but it had a lot of other good music. Um, what is your hate? So I think it's somebody, uh, it's somebody that I've mentioned before and want to bring back just to kind of give a shout-out to kind of more the genre is Howling Bells, yeah. um, kind of that laid-back southern indie sound. Um, that first – this uh, debut album to me is one of the best debut albums I've ever heard um, and her voice, um, Juanita – can't remember her last name. but. Her voice is just beautiful and I think it's not very often that you get a beautiful voice that just matches a sound so perfectly and, yes, I just recommend people go back and listen to Howling Bells, Howling Bells. Yeah, I reckon you gave me them for, I did. yeah, and I quite enjoyed it by memory. Yeah. I was surprised because I didn't think it was something I was going to get into. But I think it's just different enough for you that you would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they had a couple of different little little bits. I think it was... For me, I think it was slightly too samey for the whole album by memory. Mm, yeah. I, I think dynamically or something. Yeah. Really remember, but I do remember enjoying it yep. and thinking I should, I should listen <laughs> to them more. H. H. Um, so I've gone for him. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I just saw like he popped up in like a... Real below. Yeah, it yeah. popped up in an article. I was like, I haven't heard of him in forever. Yeah, it's because they broke up. But he's coming yeah. back with as a solo yeah. dude. Um, yeah, for those who don't know him, they're like goth metal, love metal. <laughs> they call themselves love metal. Um, discovered them back in 06. They were huge. Not long after Dark Light, which was the album that was the one that got mainstream. Um yeah, I don't know. It was kind of just the right timing thing for mm. me, I think. I mean, yeah, the lyrics are corny. <laughs> They're corny. They There's no way to get around it. But it was just the whole mood. Um, you know, they kind of take in a lot of influence from like Black Sabbath musically, things like that, which is like my wheelhouse. That's I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about them I just enjoyed. They were just sad boy enough, I guess. <laughs> um, just moody enough yeah. to for you. I was lucky enough to see them before they broke up. Where? Uh, Soundwave. Came for a Soundwave. They headlined one of the stages. Yeah, so um, it was pretty. It was good. Oh, great. Um, I imagine they would put on a good show. Yeah, I mean, it's very... It's very rock starry in the way that like Ville doesn't move. Mm. Like he just stands there and he's just cool as fuck with a cigarette in hand. He does ooze a certain appeal. Yeah. Um, but uh, as for songs I'd recommend, I would recommend Buried Alive by Love or Passion's Killing Floor. Both of them are great songs. <laughs> I'm still of the firm belief that everyone's had an emo phase and I just feel like Buried Alive by Love is such an emo-sounding song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, um, there's no hiding behind it. They're emo. Uh, in, like, yeah, they're emo. Not in the musical genre sense, but no. they're, they're sad boy. Sad boy. I just find that funny. I don't know, like yeah. it's, but, I mean, I think they're all huge as well because of the whole Bam Magera thing. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. They were like best mates and mm-hmm. I think he, I think Bam invented the Hardogram. Yes. Which is like their logo, which you muse. Yep. And then Bam, they both shared it basically. And they shared it, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my H. Cool. 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 I? For yes. me? Yes. Well, who do you think it is? Incubus. <laughs> it's definitely Incubus. Yeah. Obvious as fuck, but I had to. Um, I'm not going to say anything except for two songs which are kind of like deep cuts Mm -hmm. for people to check out if they know who Incubus is. Um, In the Company of Wolves Mm. is a fantastic song and Follow, which is off the the Halo soundtrack. In the Company of Wolves, what's – is that off a particular album? It is off of – If Not Now When it is off of. That's it. Mm. Yeah, because it's one. It's the newer one. Oh, it's pretty old now. Oh yeah, twenty eleven. They've released a couple since then. That's the one that we've adolescence and thieves, isn't it? Adolescence, yeah, yep. thieves. Yeah, yep. They came out and said that it was a vocal album, so they pretty much said, Brandon Boyd, we want you to do, we want you to go nuts creatively, vocally, and we'll just kind of lay down some minimalist. Songs for mm. you, um, and, that they, and that they did. Yeah, and to me, it's a it's a fantastic album. Um, yeah, it's it is way more chilled than anything they've done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is like Switchblade, which is you know a bit more mm-hmm. up tempo, but considering what they can do, yeah. And Follow is n- the opposite of that. It's um, really upbeat, really hectic in an odd time. It was off Halo. Like they'd done, yeah, it's great. I've spoken enough about Incubus. I'm right. not going to continue because people will be sick of it. Yep. Uh, I, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I love Iron Maiden. Like, again, around the same time that I'm listening to Children of Bodom, uh, Children of Bodom, Black Sabbath, all those sorts of things were kind of like an early part of like me discovering metal. Um Metallica in in everything in that period, but sitting there and watching the Rock and Rio, uh, 
uh, DVD on Jim's dad's surround sound system, which had like many speakers, quite a well-pronounced uh, bass um, set up. It, it just still to this day, I'm just like, man, this is just hitting me in the right spots. Um, Fear of the Dark is easily my most easily my favorite song of theirs. Not just because it's very bass heavy and uh, the bassist uh, plays power chords and then has like just a really nice kind of sounding bass solo while nothing else happens and you're just hearing the crowd sing along to it. It's just like, wow, this is awesome. Plus they're amazing live. It's a hell of a live show. Did you see them when they are at Soundwave? No, I went to watch Protest the Hero. Okay, that's more your style. Yep. Um, but he, yeah. He, he, the singer from Protest the Hero was like, why the fuck are you all here? Iron Maiden's playing. <laughs> they, they are gods of metal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've just never, I've never got into them. Yeah. Respect what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, they're iconic. They've got Eddie. Uh, yeah. It's, but, um, yeah, just. I understand that it's it. kind of like, it is kind of that, I don't want to say bygone era of metal. Yeah. Well, it's the. They're part of the whole British New Wave yeah. metal. But it's they do it so well. Yeah. Yeah. They're very um, good at what they do. They are. They are. All right. Jay, speaking of someone that was on a finalist or no, top list of 2020, uh, Yazoo, the yeah, Japanese yeah. jazz fusion band. I just want to mention them again because I feel like they kind of, you know, nobody really knows Japanese jazz fusion and <laughs> – you should because it's chaotic and really upbeat. And why would you not want that in your life? So you do. It's short, sharp, to the point. Go listen to Seeds. If you don't listen to Seeds, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, this one's going to be short and sharp because it's fucking obvious. Jamiroquai. I was about to say Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking amazing. Adore them. Um, yeah. Check out Space, Cowboy, or Shake It On. Done. Yep. Done. Yep. K. K. Who did I choose for K? What did I choose for K? So if you're going to be Carnival or Corn. Is it? That's where I assume you. Or, yeah. or Kanye. <laughs> or Kanye. Kanye's the closest. It's Kid Cudi. Okay, yep. Yeah, fair call. Kid Cudi, yep. Yeah. Spoken about him heaps as well, so this will be nice and short. Yep. Uh, two songs, Mr. Rager or Tequila Shots. Yep. Both fucking great songs. Love me a bit of Kid Cudi. I highly recommend people go watch the documentary. Um, fuck, I can't remember what it's called, but it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an official doco with Kid Cudi and he walks through all his albums up to now and like his life and yep. it's really fascinating. And there's a clip of him. So before he even released an album, he brought out um, Day and Night and mm-hmm. then the Crookers. Crookers? Yeah, the yeah, Crookers, Crookers done the famous remix. Yeah. And that blew up in Australia. So he'd done an Australian tour before he'd done an American one, played at Producers Bar here in Adelaide, and there's footage wow. of it on the doco. Wow. It's just him and a DJ and like fucking 30 college kids, and that's it. Imagine being part of that. I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Kid Cuddy, yeah. that was my K. Look, I'm not going to go the obvious one. I'm not going to do Carnival. I'm not going to do Corn. This is more, this actually changed me as I was driving around, I think yesterday. I just want to kind of shout out a particular album, Kasabian's uh, West Rider uh, Pauper Lunatic Asylum. 
Kasabian. It's a really, really good album. Kasabian. A couple of like Underdog, Where Did All the Love Go, Fire. Those are some fucking great tracks. Oh, that is a fucking big banger. Yeah. Look, obviously they had a bit of a change. They got rid of their lead singer because he was a dickhead. Um, but that album in particular, like I, I don't mind some of the other stuff, but I remember that listening to that album the first time. I'm like, wow, this is fucking sick. And it was just a bit different for me at the time. It was a little bit more kind of in that Arctic Monkeys vein, but like, and I'm not just saying that because they're all British, but it was there was that wave of like yeah. that indie guitar chord rock coming through Britain at that yeah, time. Yeah, and it was to me it was, it was just them. There was what Kaiser Chiefs. Forgot about Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, yeah they came through around that time as well. So yeah, I got like there's definitely a a through line. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say go listen to that album because it's I think it's criminally underrated. Hmm. I mean, I never, I never, never got too much into Kasabian. No, but I could, I could see the appeal. Yeah. Okay. So, L. <sighs> Look, it was really, really easy to go with Limp Bizkit, so I'm not going to. <laughs> And so I'm going to go with Linkin Park. Okay. <laughs> Purely That's the- almost just as easy as a choice. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, my, my L options weren't great. It was Lamb of God, Led Zeppelin, Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, London Grammar. Okay. And I was like, and I was taking that thought of just like, if I can take a CD from any of those things and listen to it. Linkin Park's hybrid theory still holds down as one of the greatest albums of all time. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, what am I going to chuck on if I just want to feel like an angsty teen again? Fucking hybrid theory. Yeah. And I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs, you know, crawling in my veins, Mm -hmm. you know, all that shit and just pop that on and I'm just going to feel super meaty, uh, moody, put on uh, some eyeliner. Yeah, I mean. Hop on my MySpace. Why would you not put that on? Yeah. No, totally agree. We spoke about them a lot on the uh, New Metal episode. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Led Zeppelin was very up there as well just for what they have done. Yeah. But. No, they're cool. They're cool. They're cool. So, L, I went with Let Live. Um, They're a post-hardcore band, one of the best live bands I've had the pleasure to see. Yep. Um, They supported Deftones at the old, old HQ. (laughs) Yeah. And, oh, it was absolutely incredible. They had destroyed the drum kit and still had two or three songs to play. So the roadie was trying to build the drum kit back up while the drummer was playing and they were continuing on. Um, he's the kind of guy like climbs the rafters and yeah. there's like a famous YouTube video of him um, picking up like a, a rubbish bin and just dumping it on himself and then running around with the bin on his head. Um, fucking fantastic band. Um in my opinion, they shit all over Fever 333, which is his oh, new yes. band. Yeah, that's his, it's the same singer. Yep. Um, yeah, if you like Fever 333, you'll probably like Let Live. Yep. Um, That's not, not where I thought you were going to go with L. Yeah, it, L was difficult. I thought you were going to go Lupe. Yeah, see, I went Kid Cuddy. Yeah. And I was They're like, cool. yeah. They're cool. Um, but yeah, let live. But this was one where I was like, I wanted to kind of shout out. I think people in the scene obviously know about let live. 
Um, some people who like might just dabble in the scene, might not know who they are. Um, they're absolutely incredible. So I'd check out um, Mother or The Dope Beat as a couple of songs to jump into it. Cool. Now, M. <laughs> M, you'll never guess. Yeah, I, I could give you a gazillion guesses and you'll never guess it. I made sure that this one was different because all the M's I could think of were fucking obvious. I was going to I was gonna suggest you do it. We're going to do Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson was one. Um, I won't name any other obvious yeah. ones in case you got them. This one you're going to laugh. <clears throat> Mariachi El Bronx. <laughs> it is mariachi music. <laughs> yeah, so you can laugh all you want. They're fucking sick. I love mariachi music. I've always had a fascination with mariachi music and I think <laughs> you're laughing a lot. Um, I've I, never heard that sentence before. I've always had a fascination with mariachi music. I have, music. and like to be serious <laughs> – I think it comes from listening to a lot of Italian music and mm. being fascinated by like just different cultures, native music. Yeah. Um, what really got me into it was um, the movie uh, Desperado, Antonio Banderas. Um, you know the movie? I know of it. Yeah, okay. You haven't seen it. <laughs> of course you haven't. Um there's mariachi music in it. He plays a mariachi hitman. Um, but Mariachi El Bronx is actually the punk band, the Bronx. Okay. But they also like mariachi music and wanted to see if they could make serious mariachi music. And they can. And they're fucking phenomenal at it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check them out, check out Revolution Girls, Holy or 48 Roses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Like, it's not a joke. It's mariachi music. So if you're going in there thinking that it's something like Electric Cool Boy where they're, like, taking the piss out of metalcore and all the tropes of it. Yeah. No. No. no this is mariachi music. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got that in there. Yeah. I would never have guessed that. No, you won't. Like, I was thinking, oh, maybe he might go Mr. Bungle just for something a little bit different. Yeah, no, Mr. Bungle never hit, hit me. Really? No, not, not heaps. Like... It's fine, yeah. but like, I don't put it on. I don't, yeah. I don't seek, seek it out. <laughs> I don't seek more bungle. No, I'd rather like Faith No More. Um, yeah, Mondo Carne. I could have done. I guess mm. they're sick. That's Italian. That's proper Italian pop music from the fifties. They're sick. <laughs> that's Mike Patton. Yeah, it's Mike Patton's band, Mondo Carne. Anyway, enough of that. We've just gone. Through, <laughs> we've just gone through. Trip through some cultures. Bring in some culture onto our show. <laughs> uh, right, M. M. I was in two minds about where I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go with quite possibly one of my top three bands of all time or I could kind of... <laughs> I would have been disappointment, uh, disappointed if you didn't mention o- Ocean Size. Look, they're still fucking highly, highly underrated, <laughs> right? 
And I've made it my mission and I'm pretty sure I said it in the first ever episode we ever done that it was my duty to mention ocean size every time I can. <laughs> so I'm just sticking to it. I made it nice and short for you. So you don't have to hear me bang on about the greatest band that has, has ever existed. And we can move on to your O. Yep. Cool. Uh, my O. Um, offspring. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming. Yes. With some 41, is that correct? That'll be a hell of a gig. That'll be a lot of energy. Hope so. Yeah. Um, offspring are pretty damn good. That, uh, you know, Ixnay on the Hombre. Um, I can't remember the other album. Americana. Americana, uh, Conspiracy of One, Smash. Some of their later stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but like that early stuff was uh was brilliant. And it was kind of one of the first albums that you I really got into kind of singing along to. Um, especially Conspiracy of One. Um, you know, the song One Fine Day, about, you know, essentially starting soccer rights and shit. Um I don't you know, there's a young fourteen year old Josh. 16-year-old, I guess, uh, thinking about it. And I'm just like, I have no idea what this is about, but this is great. Um, but, yeah, Offspring kind of, yeah, you, you, we, I feel like they kind of get forgotten about in history. Um, but they did do some really cool shit in that, like, late 90s, early 2000s period. Yeah. Um, they produced some really fun music. Mm. Some, I- of it, some of it a little bit moody, um, like the kids, aren't, uh, kids are all right. Um, self-esteem, all that sort of shit. But I kind of feel like it suited the time. I think they lost a lot of fans in Conspiracy of One during that time. Yeah. They also gained a lot, but it was like a big crossover commercial yeah. album. Um, but so obviously that's, that's the one with um, Pretty Fly for uh, a Pretty White Fly for a White, white um, That other song that was on like every fucking teen Original Prankster. Yeah, that was on there, but not that song either. There's the other one. <sighs> Want You Bad? Yeah. Yeah. That one. That's on all the fucking TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just looking that up on Spotify. That has 127 million plays. Yeah. The most out of anything on that. Yep. That's, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um. Yeah, look, fantastic band. Fantastic yeah. band. Apparently very fucking good live. Josh Freeze is currently drumming for him of A Perfect Circle fame. He also... Didn't they... He, re- re- he replaced the drummer or someone like that. He... Because there was some controversy about them for a little bit. He's never been an actual full-time member. He's just been a touring member. Yeah, but somebody from their group was asked to leave. Possibly the drummer. I think I remember chatting about this with Danny. One of them was asked to leave because of now. This is what I heard, and my memory could be, you know, failing me. Because remember, I am getting old, guys. But it is something to do with anti-vaxxing. Do you remember that story? Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember something vaguely about that. Yeah, but um, I don't remember it being a big thing. But I remember, I remember re- reading about yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, so I know Josh Freeze has done a lot of recording mm-hmm. for him. He done all of Conspiracy of One. Yeah. Um, and he tours for him as well. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So, yeah. 
Yeah. But apparently, yeah, they're fantastic live. Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, P. Um, I'm not going to go with – that comes after, doesn't it? Yes, P. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go with the obvious. I'm actually going to use this as a chance to kind of shoehorn in two things together. Uh, Paul Dempsey. <laughs> I, I have professed my love for Paul Dempsey and what he does many, many times. So I'm just going to say again, listen to Paul Dempsey, listen for something for Kate. It's really good. Yeah. You'll feel happy afterwards. Yeah. Yep. He has a fantastic voice. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so my P is Plan B. He's a, oh, yes. Yeah, he's a rap soul artist, which is kind of weird because he jumps between the two. Um, discovered him uh, through his album The Defamation of Strickland Banks, which I've spoken about before on this podcast. Um, it's a soul album got hardly any rapping on it um it's a concept album about a famous singer called strickland banks it's a very interesting album it's yep. all soul it's full of just fucking bangers big sing-along songs um his next album is what really solidified him as a um s- superstar really in my eyes his next album was ill manners yeah uh which he also wrote and directed a movie for um it's being called, or he said it was written as a hip-hop musical for the 21st century. Um, the whole album goes back to his rap and grime beginnings. Um, and it's essentially about living through council estates in London, mm-hmm. you know, trying to. I think he did um, a song with Chase and Status. Yes, he well. did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, end of the Line or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's a good uh, actor. End, end credits. End credits. End credits, yeah. Um, He's a fantastic actor as well. Um, I'd highly suggest watching Ill Manners. Um, another movie he's in is called Harry Brown with Michael Caine. That's a fucking fantastic film as well. But, um, yeah, Plan B. Uh, check him out. You can check out, like, She Said or Ill Manners, the song. Um, yeah, fantastic. Cool. So, Q. <clears throat> this is where I'm going to shout out a band who, are, unfortunately, are no longer around. And it is Quiet Child. Ah, uh, yes, Quiet Child, yes. Yes, the Adelaide prog post-rockers. Um, absolutely outstanding band. Um, I They were kicking around when we first moved up from Mount Gambier um, and they blew my fucking mind. Mm. I didn't think that a quote-unquote local band could be that good. I remember having one of their EP for a while in my car. Mm. Um yeah, they were fantastic. I watched them support, I want to say Dead Letter Circus right near the end of Quiet Child being around. Yeah. But I know that they supported Opeth on two tours. Um, they don't sound anything like Opeth. He has the voice of a fucking angel. <laughs> uh, this guy doesn't, doesn't scream at all, I don't think, ever. Um, that's not to say that they don't get heavy, um, but it's very... Uh, Kind of melancholy sounding mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, they're fantastic. Um, all their stuff is up on Bandcamp. Um, check out the song Soul Lake or Discipline. Um, yeah, quite chill. Fantastic, man. Good. Good. 
So I literally know only maybe four bands that start with Q. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not a big Queen Latifah fan um, or Qu- Queen's Reich. <laughs> so I, I had to go with Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, cool. Anyway, moving on. Ah, <laughs> um, going to bring them up again, but just because they're brilliant. Uh, again, not going to go with the obvious one, uh, but Run the Jewels. Listen to Run yeah. the Jewels. Run the Jewels are good. Um, they're just consistently putting out rap that I enjoy. Like, like I've always said, I'm not a huge rap person, mm-hmm. but they constantly put out shit that I'm just like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, it's got a great beat. The you know lyrics are punch in the face type stuff, but they back it up musically. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a big thing. It's not just some generic underlying track. Yeah. It's got layers. So, yeah, run the jewels. Awesome. Um, was your obvious one Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> was it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. What if, no. Did you forget about Rage Against the Machine? No. Oh, okay. What was your, what did you say? Come that? on. Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead. Yeah, obviously. <sighs> I do all I could think of was Rage Against the Machine. Some of, some of us have a radio. Uh, some of us have Radiohead tattoos, so I kind of feel like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't go for either of them. No. I went for Refused. Yeah, I would have almost put money on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you fucking love them. Yeah. Uh, Post hardcore legends. New noises in anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like Liberation Frequency. <laughs> refused. I yep. can dig him. <laughs> get into it. <laughs> Fucking get around it. Get eh? around it. <laughs> um, so S. So there was a fair few obvious ones for S. Yes. Um, so I decided not to do that and I decided to pump up some local boys who have just recently reunited. Sunk Lotto. Ah, yes. I was wondering where you were going with that, but yeah, yes. The boys from Sunk Lotto are back together, touring everywhere but Adelaide <laughs> at the moment. Well... Well, we we can fix that. Yeah, so, we fixed the other one. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I've been commenting. I'm sure they'll come. Um, yeah, Sunk Lotto from uh, what is it? Late nineties, early two thousands. I think that's right. Sounds about right. Uh, you know, bunch of young kids. I think the drummer was only about fucking sixteen when they got it big. Um, kind of new metal, but kind of not. They kind of get a bit heavier. Mm-hmm. Get less rappy, a bit more singing, a lot more screaming. Um, Sunken Eyes is obviously the hit. That's the rager. Yeah. Um, I really liked Everything Every Way. If we want to dig into some other stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone that Sunk Lotto exists and that they're fucking back and <laughs> we need to get them to Adelaide. Yes. So yeah, that was my S. Yes. I also didn't go for someone for uh, the obvious one. Yeah. And I'm also going to go with some Adelaide lads. Oh, Smoke No Fire. Oh, yeah, the Smoke No Fire boys. A uh, couple of absolutely talented motherfuckers mm-hmm. um, who produce music that it's weird to describe, but it's kind of like harder Queens, Eagles of Death Metal stuff. With just fun, mm. it's hard. To, I, like I, I strike. I suck at describing shit. They're kind of like uh, royal blood. For those who know royal blood, yeah, 
They're a bit um, like them. But they just – so the first time I saw them was supporting you guys, mm-hmm. uh, supporting the onset, and I was just blown away. I was like, wow, that type of noise is being produced by two people. Mm. That's very impressive. And I know that they've just released a new single, Back and Forth. Mm. Um, they tour all they well, they play all the fucking time. So mm. if you haven't yet, go check them out. Go check them out live. It's a hell of a live show. We saw them at Golden Waddle. They played at Golden Waddle as well, they, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we played with them at Golden Waddle as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I always try and get them on. Yeah. I always and, try and get them on kicks because they're great. They're yeah. great guys as well. Yeah, they're, they're good human beings, which goes a long way. Yes. Um, but, yeah, having having them there always is going to make a gig a little bit better. Yeah. So if you're a local promoter listening to this, uh, book Smoke No Fire. Yes, please and do. And then Sunk Lotto. Um, T. T is for Tism. <laughs> Did you choose Tism? Did you choose Tism? Did you do Tism? Oh, I was so close to choosing Tism. I thought it was an obvious one for me, so I changed it well, to, thought, to a different obvious one. Did you choose Tenacious D? Oh, damn. Um, tism are great. Tism are fucking excellent. Yes, we've discussed how great Tism is. And it's funny, I was trying to show Meg uh, Tism video clips and trying to explain how fucking brilliant and crazy they are and then watching them with her. And her not getting it, it's just like. But, did what, did but, you show her film clips or did you show her live? A little bit of both. Because live clips is where it's at. Their yeah. film clips are funny, but. You I, was don't trying, get I was trying to explain to her the um, story of them doing the interview from across the oval where they didn't have a megaphone, but the other person did. <laughs> yeah, the interviewer had a megaphone so he could ask the questions or she. Yeah. And then they just spoke normally from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> they used to do heaps of dumb shit. Yeah. And just like it's always fun when you're um uh uh when you're serving a customer at the bottle shop. Um and then uh I might be a cunt but a cunt, but at least I'm not a fucking cunt comes on next to you. <laughs> and you're just happily serving them while bobbing your head. But yeah, tism, tism are sick. Got to root out of it. <laughs> root out of it. <laughs> I can love tism. Everyone else has had more sex than me. Ooh. Yeah, tism. Tism yep. for the win. Um, so yeah, I did have tism and yeah. I thought it was obvious for me. So I changed it to another obvious one. Cool. Price. Okay, yep. Yeah. Um, spoken about them heaps. Love them. Fucking... Phenomenal band, but I think they're highly underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think they they do very good. <laughs> they <laughs> do very they good. They do good, very music <laughs> it, they. Um, <laughs> English good. Yeah, they're, they're just fucking, they're great. Yes, live, they're- live, they're fucking phenomenal. They... Sound like they do on the CD. Uh, Dustin, the singer, sounds fucking amazing. They're so heavy live. Um, you know, they pull out the baritone guitar for a couple songs. Um, but, yeah, so two songs which kind of show you a good um, breadth of what they do, uh, Fire Breather and Atlantic are two songs you can check out. Mm-hmm. So that was my tea for rice. Good. You. You. So I've gone with one of my favourite bands of all time and that's The Used. Yeah. The Used. 
Yeah. Fuck my chemical romance. They can <laughs> shove it. The yeast are fucking brilliant. Um, I, I, they, for how fucking big they are, that just no one speaks about them anymore. And they have not stopped and they've continued to make music. Has it fallen off a bit in mm-hmm. regards to the level of the, the music they're bringing out? Yeah, I, we can agree with that. But those first four albums are fucking almost faultless. Um, you know, you've got songs like Box Full of Sharp Objects, On My Own, Maybe Memories, um, Blood on My Hands, fucking Bird and the Worm. There's just so many good fucking songs. Um, Bert is an incredible, incredible vocalist. Had one of the greatest screams ever. So good that he used to vomit on stage and he <laughs> literally destroyed his voice and isn't allowed to scream anymore. Um, so, yeah, The Used. Yeah. Good. The Used. Love them. Good. You uh, was hard for me because I realized that there's only one you person that I actually listened to. Um, and it, no, it's not Uncle Cracker. Um, <laughs> it's Uncle. Uh, I've spoken before about how much I love Uncle. Uh, he. James Lavelle uh, has always produced some really amazing EDM tracks. And you go through some of the people that he's worked with. Um, mm. Mike D from Beastie Boys, Tom York, uh, uh, DJ Shadow. Ian, Josh Hom. Yes, Josh Hom. Uh, Ian Asprey, um, Richard Ashcroft from The Verve. Oh, yeah, The Verve. Um, yeah. So Science Fiction is probably the one the album that I first got into. That's one with Tom York, Mike D. Uh, DJ Shadow helped produce that as well. Um, that's one of Richard Ashcroft on it. Um, that one I would absolutely recommend going out and listening to. Um, just a amazing collection of sounds. Um, the first album, Never Neverland, is really good as well. And then War Stories is the one with uh, Josh Homme and uh, Ian Asprey as well. So definitely worth checking out. Uncle, mm. yeah. They, and even now and again, like I've listened to a few of his um, – DJ sets that he does mm-hmm. um, for radio stations or whatever it is, and they're just killer. He yeah. he understands the flow of music um, and what creates like a good, I guess, story of an album. Yeah. Um, you know, starting to finish where it needs to be, the highs and lows, and he can take you on those journeys. Especially science fiction is just mm. brilliant. Rabbit in Your Headlights is an amazing track, mm-hmm. and Tom York just yeah, it's Tom York. Mm. I reckon, Damn it, um, I could have used him for tea. Damn it. I oh. reckon um, Mark used to listen to that yeah. album a lot. And that's where I, I discovered it was through him. Yep. Uh, v. V for the Verve? <laughs> no. They're a good band. I mean, they're a band. Um, uh, Aussie Rockers, Violent Soho. Huh. I really enjoy what they do. You know, it's – I don't want to say – Pub ish because it rocks harder than that. But post grunge. Yeah. You know, it's just got a fucking like you imagine this coming on at like a gig in like a small pub or a small sound stage or something like that and just going mental. Mm. Um it's got that type of energy. Um, you know, covered in chrome, um uh dope calisp. So uh they're just songs that, you know, as soon as they come on, you're just like, fuck yeah, let's go. I mean, like, 
okay, I'm not going to anymore. I'm not going to get into a pit because I'm an old man and I'll break. Uh, like I struggle getting off the couch now. But like I can see the energy in the crowd and you can feel it. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes what you need in a band. And Violent Soho do it really well. Mm. I think I've seen them at the last ever big day out on a side stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't particularly like 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 what they do, but yeah. they're very good at it. Like Yeah. I can I can see the appeal. I've got nothing against Violent Soho. No, no, no. I think, they're a, I think they're a good band. I think that I think what they do, they do very, very well. Okay. Your my v. v is uh Vola. I feel like you've mentioned them before. So they came third in my albums of the year last year. Yep. They're a prog metal band. Um yeah, so I won't talk too much about them because you can listen to that. Um, but you can check out the song Straight Lines and These Black Claws. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who remember, These Black Claws was the song that I said was the best new metal song of last year because <laughs> it's just fucking new metal as fuck. Uh, so, yeah, that's V, Vola. Yep. Moving cool. on to W. Uh, it's Wu-Tang, isn't it? Got to be Wu-Tang. <laughs> um, yeah. When I was first getting into music, a friend of mine had uh, 36 Chambers and the W. Um, I absolutely loved 36 Chambers, went out and bought it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what is there to say about Wu-Tang? It's fucking Wu-Tang. <laughs> They're sick. <laughs> Woo is for the kids. Um, I but was you, never a big Wu-Tang person. You're not? No. <sighs> I mean, I don't. I don't. Just like I just never listened to it. Yeah, I mean, I, it was just when I was getting into music. So like, I don't know. There's just something about. I think it was probably the rawness about it because it was like, you know, I was listening to Corn, yeah. and that's like the first two albums kind of thing. Like Corn, Life Is Peachy. So they're very fucking raw sounding. Then I had uh, Slipknot's first album, which was just fucking disgusting sounding. <laughs> then you had Biscuit's first album, which just sounds disgusting. And so I think just that raw grittiness of Thirty Six Chambers kind of connect made that yep. made that bridge for me. Um, just a couple of songs: Easy Pinky, Ring Finger, uh, Bring the Ruckus, and Protect Your Neck. The jump off of the W. Um, but yeah, it's fucking we saying. Yeah. Sick. Love Woo. <laughs> uh, w, w is for Weezer. Weezer? Um, we've, I've expressed my love for Weezer before. Yes. Um, and we've also discussed how what some things that they haven't done well, like the uh, covers album. Yeah, they're very they're hit and miss. They've got big highs and they've got some low lows. Yeah, their their lows are a bit like, hmm, the fuck's going on here? But their highs are like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's have a party. Bring it on, Rivers. Um, but, yeah, uh, Weezer are just great. Why? That comes next, isn't it? No, WX. All right. <laughs> I really know my alphabet. <laughs> I don't know how I'm so bad at this. <laughs> X. Uh, the XX. Ah. I know that they kind of occasionally get a little bit of a bad rap as like being a bit bland and generic, but I really enjoy their music. Mm-hmm. I think it's really lovely, um, as weird as that sounds. Um, I know Jamie XF, XX went off and did his thing for a little bit. 
the thing, sorry, or whatever. Um, and but then you know when they get back together and produce music, I think it's really, I think it's genuinely nice music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the XX, they're mm-hmm. good. I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of X's. It's either them or Express Two. That's purely for the song Lazy. Yeah, well, I was the same. I could only come up with one. Yeah. And it was based on one song. Yeah. And it's uh, The Executioners. You know what? I was thinking of The Executioners as well. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, for those who don't know, they're a turntable group. Um, They released a track with Mike Schneider and Mr. Hahn from Linkin Park (laughs) called It's Going Down and it's fucking killer. Um, that album that it's off of, Built From Scratch, is also really amazing. Um, so I highly recommend that you go check out at least that song, It's Going Down. Um, but that album, Scratch, uh, Built From Scratch, is quite good. Um, I can't really give you any more information because I'd be lying if I said I'd, <laughs> I'd listened further than that. Yeah. Um, I can't even tell you how I discovered them, but I know it was through that song. It's yeah, going with down. Mark Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I remember the film clip being in a church, I wanna say. I don't uh, remember the film clip. I remember the track. Yeah, so um yeah, it's just killer. <laughs> this is wicked. Uh so yeah, that was my ex, executioners. Why? Why? Um That comes after X, not to, uh, not after W. It does, it does. So this is a new band. I've only just discovered them this year, and it's a band called Yard Act. Okay. Uh, so they're from Leeds in England. Uh, they released their debut this year called The Overload. Um, it's post-punk with, you know, some weird influences like 70s Italian disco and 90s hip-hop, and they've kind of got like a an unique sound going on. They're quite political, like a punk band probably should be. Um, you know, they're talking about topics such as capitalism, social class, mm-hmm. gentrification, but they mix it with a lot of dark humour. Um, sometimes it's, a, it's a satirical as well. Um, they're just a good band. It's a very good album. The album's called The Overload. Um, you know, I'm kind of just going through the album myself, so I can't really recommend any songs. But, um, yeah, Yard Act with The Overload is something I would recommend you check out. Cool. Um, why? Uh, young Fathers, uh, they are a trio from um, Scotland. Uh, I first discovered them because they did uh, vocals for a Massive Attack song. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, video in, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, Voodoo in my blood. Uh, and I was just like, wow, this is fucking cool. So I went and looked them up and then they discovered their song Shame, um, which is another amazing track off of the album uh, White Men Are Black Men Too. Um, it's it's a, just a trio of guys doing a little bit of rap, electronica, soul type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't released anything since about 2018, but they did seven tracks on the T2 Trainspotting album. Um, uh, okay. And uh, I was looking a little bit into it. Danny uh, Doyle, uh, uh, the director, said it was the heartbeat of the film. Yeah. So he must have liked it. Yeah. Uh, Doyle or Boyle? Boyle. Boyle. Danny Boyle. 
Um, so yeah, uh, young fathers, it's just a really kind of different sound. Mm, that I'm intrigued. I really want to hear that. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it would be a bit more up your alley. Yeah. Um, than some of the other stuff I listen to, just because you enjoy everything from England. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're from Scotland. Same thing. <laughs> you've you've just turned all of Scotland against you now. Ah, that's all right. You have a big target on your back. That's that's. I mean, young laddie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so definitely worth checking out. Cool. Uh, what comes last? Z. Z. And how about the weather? I couldn't think of anything for Z other than the ZZ Top. I mean, ZZ Top has some fucking good songs. Yeah, but then, oh, actually, you know what? I can relate this fact to the beards because they covered Sharp Dress Man. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. For Z, I chose the beards. <laughs> I chose the beards cover of ZZ Top. <laughs> All right. I'll, What's your Z? I'll allow it. What's your Z? My Z. Uh, I thought it was, once again, I could only think of one, um, and it was Zeal and Ardor. Ah, yes. Uh, spoken about in heaps, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into them, but I'll remind people they're a black metal band mixed with American slave chanting. Um, you know, they change... They're not changing. They're evolving the sound of black metal, and I think it's for the better, in my opinion. Um, if you want some songs, check out um, Devil Is Fine or Grave Diggers Chant. Um, just a fantastic fucking black metal band. Just released an album this year. Check that out as well. I believe that's self-titled. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can you can wade through our episodes <laughs> to hear my thoughts on Zeal and Ardor a bit more, but they're they're amazing, and I highly recommend them. Excellent. Cool. So that's our A to Z. Mm. From air to the beards. <laughs> From air to the beards. Um, All right, quick. Pick one with a number or a symbol. Uh, 28 days. Okay, 30 seconds of miles. All right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean 28 days had fat cop. Did they? No, yeah. that's regurgitator. Oh, that's regurgitator. What's no, oh, uh, that rip it up. Rip it up. <laughs> check this out. What? What? I mean, oh, they, no, know, they and, had the other song. And this beer is ice cold. Yeah, that's the one I was. And sold of. from supermarket. Anyway, now baby, what's the deal? Anyway, you can let us know what the deal is by uh, contacting us at facebook.com/slash ultra of noise. You can check out Simon's band at facebook.com/slash the unset. And you can check me out streaming at twitch.tv slash maddogwilesy. Um, hope you enjoyed our A to Beards. And we'll be back next week. Next week. With another episode. Uh, so in the meantime, stay safe. We'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.